it's a cliche and it's a you know for for many it's it's an it's an overstated statement but it's also the most underlooked statement which is that have that long-term view um many founders uh cannot survive you know one year mark two year mark and you know they, they you know they think it's the end of all um but but as as one of the most successful entrepreneurs said, uh, every overnight success comes, you know, uh, you know, uh, like in one day after like four years, five or six years of you know grinding and grinding and putting value into the business. Hey everybody, Tanner here with Wagme Ventures. On today's episode, we have Andrew Choi, founder and CEO of Supernormal and general partner at Factorial Funds. For anyone who's new, this is the Wagme Ventures podcast, where we do snapshots with interesting founders from across Web3. Check out wagmeventures.io to learn more about the syndicate behind the podcast. But for now, let's get into it with Andrew Choi. All right. Hey, everybody. I'm here today with Andrew Choi, founder and CEO of Supernormal and general partner at Factorial Funds. Andrew, how's it going today? I'm doing great, Tanner. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm excited to chat here. Likewise. You know, you have a super interesting background across some really important companies and you're you're doing a couple different things now. So maybe tell us a little more about your story professionally and what brought you to building, uh, building what you're building and investing in the way you're investing. Yes, so I come from a fully engineering and technical background uh, in Silicon Valley for over six years now. Uh, I graduated from University of Waterloo in Ontario um, with a computer engineering uh, degree and then uh, grew up in Vancouver, Canada, um, and also in South Korea when I was younger. And then when I graduated from University of Waterloo, I you know, um, I, I went to, I was, um, yeah, I was recruited to, um, you know, Silicon Valley companies like BlackBerry, which was my first company, and then IBM, um, and IBM, Snapchat, LinkedIn, and Microsoft um, as a software developer, as a software engineer, working in things like um, systems infrastructure, front end, back end, iOS, Android, pretty much all across the engineering stack and then my latest gig as a uh, software engineer was tech lead at coinbase uh which was in um which was in san francisco um so after i after i left coinbase i started a new venture uh called supernormal uh back in february of uh, 2022 which grew uh exponentially to be the largest and number one top selling nft brand in south korea uh, and then Alongside that, um, I run a fund alongside my partner uh, called Factorial Funds, where we um, back um, the most innovative tech and crypto companies around the world. So that's a TLDR. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to chatting. Perfect. Love it. So let's maybe start with Supernormal. Uh, in my reading, I, I discovered there's actually several components to Supernormal. But in your own words, how would you define what Supernormal is? Yeah, so in our in my own words and in our founders' own words, uh, Supernormal is a premier uh, art-driven, art-narrative uh, Web3 brand. And we uh, focus on incubating the most, most talented and underrated illustrators and artists around the world uh, with, with an emphasis on providing um, as much value back to our uh, community as possible. And we do this Very- by uh, putting, you know, uh, premium art first, um, and then also focusing on bridging um, 
bridging you know digital and uh, web3 component to actually tangible uh, web2 uh, industry models that are proven love it very cool so one of the most distinctive things I think you noticed at first is is those kind of subdivisions, as they're called on your website, between NFT, Atelier, uh, Couture, Editions, and Metaverse. So one thing I'm always particularly curious about is this evolution of a vision from kind of finding one's way from the initial thing that gets traction towards a fuller expression of the identity of that thing. So can you talk a little bit about that evolution in Supernormal's case, how you thought about evolving it beyond where it started to where it is today? Yeah, so in February of 2022, <clears throat> we, you know, uh, we we did start very small, but with a very grand vision. We started off with 8,888 uh, PFPs of premier art um, uh, drawn by uh, famous South Korean illustrator uh, Zipsy. Um, and then that grew to be our uh, main intellectual property IP um, across every business vertical that we have uh, across NFT, Atelier, uh, couture editions and metaverse and uh, our grand vision was that uh, you know we we sort of like disney and, and marvel and warner brothers we start with these um, pfp ips uh, which is uh, by the way considered uh, one of the most uh, high-end art in the nft space and use and leverage these ips to uh, to expand across uh, metaverse, which can come in the form of the big, big metaverse platforms like, you know, Decentraland, Sandbox, uh, NFT Worlds, uh, World Wide Weblands, um, all the way to like fashion and couture, uh, such as our in-house uh, fashion design team um, to uh, partnerships with big, big fashion brands like like it can be anything, you know, Dior, um, uh, Louis Vuitton, uh, etc. So our goal and our ambition is that uh, we grow uh, this premium uh, IP that we started as uh, Supernormal Genesis and expand that into our five verticals uh, that uh, that both our community and both um, non-crypto native people are able to enjoy. Very cool. Love it. Can you tell us a little about how the team behind Supernormal is structured? And I, I ask because I, with such a kind of wide spanning set of ambitions, I, I wonder whether there's any unique unlocks from the tools available in Web3 from, from really like an org structure or an org management perspective. Yeah, so the founding team is composed of uh, me. My name is Andrew Choi. Um, fully, fully from a technical background in Silicon Valley. Uh, and then Zipsy, who's our chief uh, illustrator and chief artist um, coming from uh, South Korea with with uh, with history of partnerships and collaborations with uh, big, big uh, companies like uh, you know, Disney, um, <clears throat> Marvel, Netflix, uh, and some of the biggest um, you know, Korean entertainment companies. And then Joe, uh, who is um, who is a senior executive at um, uh, at a Canadian fintech company. So we come from a diverse background of marketing, engineering, technical, as well as a creativity and, and art side. Um, and then our engineering team is composed of mainly smart contract and uh, blockchain and Solidity developers, as well as um, um, our uh, full stack developer, who is also uh, a very much jack of all trades, uh, such as doing design work um, uh, and running his own fashion business previous to Supernormal. So, uh, yes, so he and our team um, have uh, have that ad- ad- um, advantage of being capable of um, not just um, uh, in depth of couple things, but uh, but are 
big uh, breadth of multi-multi disciplines. Love it. Yeah. So I'm curious personally how your kind of clear love of beautiful artwork came to pass because uh, really not not so much your professional journey on this one, but more of your kind of creative journey. So for your taste, like what were some of the milestones along that journey and and who were some of your major influences along the way as you consider, um, as you consider how that, that taste came to be? Uh, so this is um, from an art perspective. Yeah. From an art perspective in the collaboration with Zipsy or um, just even looking at your Twitter. I mean, it seems like you really do appreciate, um, appreciate the art like it's kind of the the joke but all but in reality where it's like you really it seems like you really take the art seriously mm-hmm. yeah so that's a great question because um we started off uh we started with zipsy who is um who is as i introduced before uh one of the most um celebrated and reputable illustrator in korea and asia um so she um, and so that was our, that, you know, she is our uh, chief illustrator and uh, for our next collection, which is uh, called Dream Girls. So that is with, um, with an illustrator called uh, KYE or Um Gyu Yong in, in, in South Korean. Um, he, and he is much more, uh, such a much more quote unquote aggressive in, in the illustration style. So the common thing across um, our illustrators and illustrator uh, partner illustrators that we work with is that <clears throat> they are they are they are they started off with web two and traditional art and coming into nfts is is was not was not a second nature for them uh, meaning that they used to uh they used to draw um for things that are not nft related and then we invited them to the web three journey so that they can get more exposure and 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 have more revenue stream um, for themselves. Um, so another common theme across them is they, their drawing is um, regarded very premium, very detailed, very intricate, and very very <clears throat> uh, very um, uh, for the lack of words for for the lack of better terms um, uh, very grandiose. Uh, for example, Zipsy. Um, she, she actually had a, um, first major hit series, uh, called Touch. And the Touch series portrays like moments of closeness, uh, in a cute couple's life. And, and she manages to capture the intense feeling of falling in love. Um, and, and she depicts a illustration where the couple cannot stand being apart and enjoy every little moment together. So her theme is more around you know human human emotions, love, uh, amorous relationships, and um, the human interactions. Uh, Kye on the other side, uh, his, his illustration style is much more aggressive, uh, much more um, uh, surreal. And 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 the proportions of uh, his artwork is 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 much more like fantasy and surreal. So I think um, I think that allowing the illustrator and the artist as they come into NFT space to to be the best version of themselves and be as creative as possible in their own ways is the is the basis that I want to set out so that we can get the. Uh, the best product out there always 
uh, strategically prioritize things uh, based on the criteria of how do we put most value back into the holders, um, such as our new NFT collections, such as new uh, product launches, such as new uh, Web2 offline business launches, uh, etc. So um, with, with you know, have a theme uh, for a supernova, which uh, that was, uh, you know, Korean culture and premium art. And then, uh, it, and then your target should be um, <clears throat> putting the holders at first. Love it. Okay. So what does your team understand about IP in 2023 or, or even in 2022 that others may not perceive or recognize as important or, or even as once important, but not, not important anymore? Yeah, I think what's imp- what's going to be very important uh, with with regards to IP in the Web three space in twenty twenty three is how to best uh, utilize leverage your intellectual property um, without diluting your uh, with diluting your IP and your brand. Um, but at the same time, uh, you don't want you don't want to be too conservative. You don't want to be too cautious in that you're not innovating in that you're not being aggressive in that you're not being uh you know attacking for you know the best um opportunities out there so it's really hard to find a right balance and uh, a lot of the nft brands out there are too um either 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 are too liberal or either they're too conservative when it comes to you know making a new product making a new nft making a new collection um so for supernormal you know uh, our our ip expansion is very strategic um such that you know if a big big you know web 2 company comes to supernova and wants to work with us uh we want to make sure that it's aligned with our universe with our vision of supernova's uh universe uh but at the same time uh we don't we we don't want to abuse that we never abuse that uh in a way that you know there's gonna be too many nfts out there uh that's gonna make the whole ecosystem diluted um but yeah, but at the same time, it's it's important to um, it's important it's important to innovate and and you know attack the space. Super interesting, yeah. So you referenced the importance and kind of the primacy of putting the community first. So what have you been learning about the supernormal community? What they value and and how they like to get involved? Where I guess I'm curious, like what are what are people most excited about and engaged with? Yeah, so I would say for Supernormal, we're in a very fortunate position where we're composed of mostly collectors and high end, uh, you know, collectors who love art. Um, starting, you know, starting with uh, people who love Zipsy's art, people who love Umgyu uh, uh, Yong's art. Uh, his name is Kye in English. Uh, people who love our future artists that we're going to incubate. Um, so there is, you know, there's maybe I don't know, like 30, 40, 50 percent, um, or even majority that have that narrative. And then there is the other part of the NFT community in, within Supernormal that uh, loves the utility, the benefits, and the rewards that, that we give them, such as you know the priority access to our you know future premium collections, uh, our offline activations as well as the VIP tickets to the events that we host, as well as as well as well as free airdrops and merchandise um, uh, fashion uh, products that we launch, uh, you know, uh, with the uh, with the usage of Supernormal's IP. So um, that that's I think f- for us um, uh, the meaning of putting community first, which is the the the, the number one biggest asset that, that you can have as an NFT founder. Love it, yeah. Okay, so shifting gears here slightly, you run a growth equity fund called Factorial Funds, where you're a general partner, and uh, that's been a part of backing some really interesting companies. So can you tell us a little bit about that work, how that got started, and what's been most interesting about that work? 
Yeah, so we're a global asset management firm uh, with a heavy uh, emphasis on late uh, late stage growth equity investments. Uh, and our flagship plan backs companies pushing the boundaries of innovations across crypto technology and uh, consumer tech, health tech, etc. Um, so we mo- we mostly look for breakout technology firms um, that's going to make a huge impact across um yeah, it, it, across internet space, such as uh, companies like uh, Confluent, GitLab, uh, Unity, Coinbase pre-IPO, Robinhood pre-IPO, uh, Kraken, Cruise, uh, Toast, Relativity Space, Dapper Labs, etc. Recently, um, yeah, uh, we led a deal. Um, yeah, recently, sorry, we recently uh, we invested in um, uh, the parent company of MetaMask called uh, Consensus. So things like that were very late stage uh, uh, growth equity uh, focused um, with the with with the with the mission to coach uh, the companies to their very highest potential. Love it. Yeah, what's been most surprising in your investing thus far? Where it's been obviously a, a turbulent twenty twenty two. I'm I'm curious what has stood out as most surprising to you uh, from yeah. your vantage point. Yeah, so I mean, we we focused on you know uh, we help we help visionaries build disruptive companies uh, with focus on technology and crypto. So, um, you know, twenty twenty two was a wild ride, uh, wild ride uh, it, with respect to uh, crypto, uh, crypto and you know uh, crypto native companies. So, for example, um, you know, I cannot name the company right now, but uh, I think the most surprising thing was that. Uh, some of the biggest uh, crypto companies and exchanges um, that are most sought after, you know, they they still have big problems that uh, that uh, that that crypto funds uh, can really help them out, not just with financial investment, but through a operational with tangible hands on uh, uh, value add. What I mean by that is that um, not just with investing capital, but you know, Factorials is funds is composed of uh, with uh, composed of ex builders and founders. Uh, for me, I'm ex technically a Coinbase and software developer at Microsoft, so you know I come from the operational background. My partner, uh, he he was an ex Cruise, um, so he, he and he's a you know he's a genius with uh, 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 with automotive engineering. AI. So we have this found um, ex ex builders mindset. So we are able to provide that tangible uh, um, uh, operational help uh, when they need it. So um, what I found out was, you know, they really appreciate it and they really need that uh, from you know their partner from their from the companies in their cap table, um, which is why I think a lot of the you know big growth equity um, late stage companies uh, really love us. Love it. Yeah. So what are you seeing as the most opportunity rich arenas for investment within Web3 during this current kind of down market? I think our I think our value value proposed uh, 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 proposition and our thesis uh, remains the same uh, for us. You know, we're we're, uh, we're a tech and grow, uh, crypto growth equity fund with a large AUM. Uh, you know, our, our investment criteria is tailored to make uh, to the specific mandate of the fund, which is, um, you know, late stage companies. Um, so I would say, you know, our emphasis stays the same with uh, which is identifying companies that have already achieved significant traction and are poised for substantial growth in the near term. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, for us, um, our key areas are, um, you know, financial metrics, market dominance in crypto, uh, strategic fit in Web3, and they're obviously doing a heavy due diligence. Um, so, 
Yeah, I mean, I think the best opportunities come from, you know, looking for contrarian values. Um, you know, despite investing in late stage companies, I think our fund, you know, our fund sh- uh, still adopts that contrarian approach and are, we're willing to invest in sectors and technologies that are overlooked by the market in the, in the NFT and, you know, crypto and Web3 and DeFi. Um, but, you know, but they have, but have the potential to disrupt the status quo. Um, you know, this includes investing in emerging technologies such as, uh, you know, blockchain protocols, uh, L2, L1 networks, um, quantum computing, AI, and even like, you know, uh, uh, health, uh, health tech. Super interesting. Okay. Uh, Andrew, maybe two last questions here. So first question, what would be your most generalizable advice for founders building in kind of crypto world or web three space? It's a cliche and it's a, you know, for, for many, it's, it's an, it's an overstated statement, but it's also the most underlooked statement, which is that have that long-term view. Um, many founders, uh, cannot survive, you know, one year mark, two year mark. And, you know, they, they, you know, they think it's the end of all. Um, but, but as, as, as one of the most successful entrepreneurs said, uh, every overnight success comes, you know, uh, you know, uh, like in one day after like four years, five or six years of, you know, grinding and grinding and putting value into the business. So crypto is very early stage. Web3 is still early stage, even though we're 2023. It's still a wild west, uh, meaning that uh, there are opportunities that are still not tackled uh, if you compare it to Web2. Um, so um, for me, it's going to be always, always, um, you know, having that, uh, a consistent cyclic uh, feedback loop with their with our community, with their users, with their customers, and then um, and then not being too anxious about uh, the immediate uh, you know metrics. Yep, love it. Okay, Andrew, what is what are your teams working on right now, and what is the best way for people to follow along on the journey? So, Supernormal currently, uh, Supernormal currently. Uh, you know, ever since we launched in back in February, you know, we've been we've been fortunate enough to be positioned uh, the largest and number one top selling NFT uh, brand in Korea, and um, we have been a, we have been secure able to secure some of some of the you know largest uh, brand partnerships uh, with some 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 very recognizable um, Web two company. Uh, and then that's going to be announced in 2023. So I think uh, NFT has not seen something like this before. So um, the best the best way to uh, the best way to get access to this is really you know just holding uh, one of our or some of our supernormal NFTs on OpenSea, and then um, we're the and then immediately and then the most short term uh, launch product launch that we have is Dream Girls by uh, Kye. Uh, that's powered by Supernormal brand, and that's uh, that's already all, all, you know almost over oversubscribed, and um, it's expected to sell out almost, almost imme- immediately. Uh, so you know if anybody is interested in that, the best way to get in uh, involved is by owning some Supernormal NFTs on OpenSea, um, and that 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 gives you automatic ex- uh, exclusive access to uh, all the future products that we uh, have, not just across NFTs but also across Atelier Metaverse editions as well as uh, Couture. So, yeah, the best way is uh, just um, on our Twitter, uh, search Supernormal NFT uh, or on Google Supernormal. Love it. Andrew, thank you so much for the time. Super interesting, great insights, and uh, really excited to see the progress over the coming year. So have a great upcoming weekend, and thanks again for the time. Thanks so much, Tanner.